to, to, to come on. Um, Chimmy, have you ever suffered from imposter syndrome? Um, yes, I have, but in oh, a very positive way. So I think we see imposter syndrome as, as very negative, but you can become someone else or believe or try and be someone else who inspires you as well. So I actually see it the other way. So when I was coming back from injuries, I um, I was hurting. I had a lot of pain in my body. I didn't know if I could charge down a slope at 93 miles an hour. So what I did was I channeled being Lindsay Vaughn, who, who's a really good friend of mine. It's quite, she never knew that I was trying to be her. Oh, no. um, and so I was like, right, how would Lindsay act? How would she be? How would she warm up? And literally it can convinced me that that I could perform again and, you, and I only needed to do that a few times put myself in her head to then yeah. be confident enough to be me again so um so actually that there are ways that you can use it to to better yourself and for personal growth as well yeah it's, it's I just find it fascinating I suffer from imposter syndrome because I just want to be like Mark <laughs> and, and one, one, one day, one, one, but there's this is um, there's this thing I just love at the moment. This it was it was um, when was this? It was February or April time. They had Tony Blair on um, uh, uh, talk talk radio, and the interview in the interview the uh, interviewer um, said, "Tony, have you ever suffered from imposter syndrome?" And he said, "What's that?" And I, I, everyone was still debating as to whether he was play, playing up for the for the cameras. But someone like you, Shemi, oh my God, you can't have imposter syndrome when you're about about to go because that's what you do. You just it just it, it, you just you just can't, can you? But like you saying, you use Mark as you yeah. know as inspiration to you. I, I I think you can't second guess yourself. Okay, you have to be authentic. But there are times where you can use someone else's confidence to your own advantage, yeah. putting yourself in someone's body that you inspire to. I mean, how many times have you wanted to lose weight and put a picture of someone with a banging body on your fridge to stop you snacking? Yeah, yeah. you know that's that's. That's goal setting, using someone else to to better yourself. So it, it can be healthy. Okay, so you saying are you recommending I put a picture of Mark on my fridge and that will yes. make me feel better? Oh, so gossip. Okay, right, right. okay. All, all the social media lights are green. Should we should we start? Yeah. <laughs> right, everyone. Hello, my name is Max McGillivray from Beanstalk Global. We are with the the amazing Shemi. We're with the amazing Mark from AHDB on our Talking Leaders uh, um, series. Shemi, it's great to have you on again. Just for all those on the special the podcast, I just want to give a bit of back, background on on yourself, Shemi, so everyone knows yeah. who you are. We all know. Who who you are but let, let's just just reiterate that so Shemi is an English former World Cup Alpine race skier racer and a fiercely determined and courageous sportswoman as the only British female skier to ever win a run in a World Cup she's widely regarded as one of Britain's greatest ever skiers having broken 48 no 49 bones Shemi is no stranger to adversity and remains committed to inspiring the next generation and educating people from all over the world through sport but by popular demand in the second episode of staying on top of your mountain we delve further into what it took for her to become so successful despite some very major setbacks and how you can apply some of her tips to stay at the top of our mountain and Shemi before we find out where you're going because we, we hear you're going slightly south of Bognor Regis um shortly uh, very, very very shortly Mark can you just give a bit of background as, as to the HDB and, and talking leaders so everyone is fully aware please so yeah, no, thank you, Max. And morning, Jim. It's great to have you back on uh, back on the series, Talking Leaders. It's just a, uh, an informal chat where we try and gain some insights from individuals like um, Shemi from outside of agriculture uh, uh, and see how we could apply those into into agriculture and just learn a bit about themselves and have a bit of fun as well. 
So, Shemi, we've got to know. So, south of Bognor Regis, where are you going very, very shortly? What, what's, the ne- what's the next gig you're on? So, I turned 40 this year, and um, um, having a semi-midlife crisis, I wanted to do something. I think coming out the pandemic, it's all about life experiences. And as everyone knows, I'm all about pushing myself out my comfort zone. Uh, so, I wanted to do a crazy event where I pushed myself out my limit, where there was no snow involved, and I could immerse myself culturally in an experience um, I'm also quite time precious at this time of year because Ski Sunday is about to start. So I found this event. It's um, the Great Amazonian River Raft Race where what? you fly down to the Amazon. Um, then you go into the jungle. You build your own raft. Um, they give you a few materials. You build your own raft. And then you paddle 180 kilometers in three days camping on the, on the riverbank, uh, hopefully away from the Cayman along the way. So it's 10 to 12 hours of paddling. Um, I've been training on the Thames on my stand-up paddleboard. It's been absolutely divine. I've done about 20 miles, I'd say. It was all I've managed to get in there. But I think it's going to be definitely mind over matter for us. And and I know it's going to be amazing, but I know it's going to be horrendous too. Wow. Mark, what do you reckon? Should, should we follow Shemi? Yeah. No. <laughs> it sounds an awesome experience. It, what For all the heart, what's the bit that you're not looking forward to or the bit that's probably going to push you a bit hard is it the creepy crawlies is it the being in the jungle is it the the river i think um i really struggle to sleep when i am really fatigued so as a ski racer i'm very good at pushing myself for very short periods of time when i i think i will be able to do the endurance um i also see myself as the hype woman on our raft i'm very good at (laughs) trying to pick people up we've got two lads behind me one's my husband and one's one of our best mates who's a builder and a young lad so my role is to bring them up and make sure that we can all keep going as efficiently as possible um but I'm, I'm worried that I won't be able to rest at night um, and get enough nutrition in I'm very terrible when I'm hungry I am like hanger you know on steroids so I'm really worried about being hungry um I've also just found out today that I'm supposed to be um providing nutrition for the whole uh, raft myself so just on some panic buying um and we'll see i mean listen i think the, the good thing with this is that it, it's an experience in terms of going culturally immersive into it there's amazing adventure races around the world that are advertised beautifully um, and marketed to the turn to you know top, top and tail whereas this is that you know the marketing's not great there are 27 local teams and five international teams it's very much a locals race um we're going to go against the grain and try and build a catamaran style raft which no one's ever done because we're not strong enough to do 10 hours on one side so we need to be able to go from one side to the other because we haven't trained as much as we should have so that's going to be a bit of a challenge but what i'm excited about that is my role is to go and flirt with all the locals and get extra materials (laughs) as opposed to actually do any of the building yeah, you're going to end up with a 60 foot luxury luxury yacht, aren't you? <laughs> Do you use my toilet on the back? No, I've got them. Um, I've had to buy one of those shiwis. You know, oh, they're oh, stop it. I have. <laughs> well, the, well, the big issue with there's a big issue actually in this part of the Amazon for, yeah. for men, um, yeah. because of the the penis swimming fish i'm not sure if we're allowed to say this yeah and we did this big safety briefing and and the first thing they said is right i know everyone's worried about this um there's two ways to combat it the first is you can just tie a knot in it and i'm thinking wow that's a big um i mean i don't know how lucky i've been in my life um and but and and, you know no one reacted to that and then they said oh you can wear one of those cricket uh 
Oh, yeah, boxes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So thankfully, I don't have to worry about that um, because they only like the boys, yeah. the men. Yeah. So, 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 Shemi, when when you've done events like this, and also with your skiing career, just it's it's a bit of an old question. Have you ever suffered the the dead cat bounce? So, just explain to, to people if they don't know that I've I've met people who've travelled around the world, who've done marathon de la Sable, done extreme marathon. A perfect example. I had um, a friend friend of mine who did the um, you know the um, uh, you, you go around the world on on the yachts. Yeah, the couple race and he was away for 11 months and it just when the, the day he left he said goodbye to his mates in the pub 11 months later he came back and he saw his mates in the pub and they talked to him for 10 minutes about it and then they started talking about eastenders and he was like oh they're, they're not interested and, and he suffered for a week afterwards with this this what he called this dead cat bounce is that something that you suffered from or and if you do is that why you you're constantly running on to the next thing yeah, I think you get addicted with kind of pushing yourselves and finding experience that a lot of people, first of all, aren't fortunate enough to be able to do things like this. You know, I'm very lucky with my work and, and the brand that I've made. Actually, this helps me continue to grow. So next time I come on Talking Leaders, I'm going to talk about this mental idea I had where I, I'm, I, you know, there's a strong chance I might fail. And this is why I continue to, I'm not, I'm not just talking the talk. I'm out there. I'm walking it and, yeah. um, uh, well, I'm paddling it. Yeah. So, I, I just think it, it, it's part of who I am. I haven't done it for a few years because I've got two young kids and yeah. I, I just need to do this for, for my own confidence in myself that I, I still have that um, something about me that's special that was why I could be a downhill ski racer. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, I think a lot of my friends don't understand that at all. And this is their idea of complete hell. So when, when I talk to them, instead of getting the excitement bounce back, I just feel fear, but that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. part of it. Their challenge might not be 180 kilometers paddling down the Amazon. Theirs might be the two kilometer swim. Exactly. You know, exactly. But it's just making it all relative. And, and I'm obviously, I have a very high threshold for fear and a, and a very, you know, almost addictive personality when it comes with finding that and getting in it. So yeah. you do have to keep pushing yourself, which is why people start going crazier and crazier. But, that, but that's why we wanted you on so that we can we can we can you can rub some of this off us so that we can set our own little challenges. Everyone has a has a has a complicated life, but everyone needs that positive challenge, something to to look look forward to. Shemi, do you think? Mark, do you think? Definitely. It's it's how we grow. You know, if we don't have goal setting where we push ourselves, so many people set their goals that they'll attain them because then they can tick that box and they will live a life of success for them but it's not success if you're not pushing yourself pushing yourself continually to take those risks and sometimes failing that is success so that's why you've got to actually be honest and go okay I could be here but what about trying to be here and knowing that it might not get there I might not get there my business might not get there but still by trying and attaining you know launching for the stars you will grow yeah, yeah. One of one of you two, sorry, Mark. One of you two came out with these, the the saying uh, last time: "Comfort begins at the end of the comfort zone." Um, so, so Mark, are, are you agreement with this? Do you think that everyone dialed in? We need to, we, whether it be as Shemi sort of alluded to, a, a swim, a walk, or taking a week out to to walk out Mount Kenya, just to have something, a goal to to look at, to be excited about. No, you've definitely, definitely, definitely got to have have that goal, and you've got to push yourself. And I can remember in my last role as a as a lecturer and managing a team of 14 people at an agricultural college, that one thing that I said in my leading speak is we were continually pushed by the leadership team and the, the board of governors to do better and do better. 
which those goals are right up there. And sometimes it seems such a mountain to climb. But if you don't, if you keep pedaling, you might actually get to the goal. If you stop pedaling, like Chemi says, I've done that tick. That's where you can't continue to drive to success. So you've just got to keep going and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And also, Mark, when a leader puts those goals in place for you, their their belief in you is huge. Yeah. You know, they they really inspired by your talents that you can make it. Yeah. You know, it's like yes, they're trying to push you, but they wouldn't be able to do that if they didn't, you know, back you. So I would say when your goals are set by someone else and they feel like they're really daunting, pat yourself on the back and be like, okay, there's obviously a reason that they've set this so yeah. challenging for me, um, yeah. because they they really believe that I can get there. Yeah, yeah and, and, and guys, wandering around the subject of imposter syndrome or where, whatever you want to call, call Chemi, how can we, your, your inner strength, you, you mentioned this word about failure, but you, you, you sort of talked about it like it was a telephone directory. directory. How, how, do you, how do you get that inner strength to, to make sure that you, of course we fail sometimes, but you've got to keep going. But if you're hmm. positive and optimistic and got that stamina, how, how, how can we keep going? I mean, how could it be, whether it be the the oh, the, the, the trip you're doing in the Amazon, or whether it be in business, or whether it be in, rela in relationships, yeah. how can we keep going? I mean, the way to make peace with failure um, is trusting that you have done everything in your power to be your very best because that's all you can be this 100% I mean the worst thing I hear coaches say is go out there be 110% there isn't 100% <laughs> of you there is 100% of you and if you are doing everything you can do then wherever you get to despite not achieving a goal is you know on paper it's failure but you know you trust that you've done everything you can whether that's in a relationship whether that's with your work and it's it's just another opportunity. If, if we're perfect beings, we have no opportunity for improvement. If we're imperfect and we're all tr always trying to work on ourselves, then we will always find success. Yeah. And, and support. Are you a solo? Is that, what, what's the English? What's the grammar? A solo, so, solo operator? Or do you, do you get support? Do you pull on support to, to, to create that success? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I made my life in an individual sport, which having an you know a team around you full of support and belief in you was imperative I couldn't go out there out there and push myself on the mountain without my physio without the trust of my coach telling me how the conditions were without teammates you know you need all of this around you and it's the same in life after racing you know my husband my team my kids you know a lot of me pushing myself in this challenge is to show my kids that it's okay to be scared of something I mean I learned to skateboard this year and I'm like, why did you do that um, and I learned to skateboard in front of my kids who kept seeing me falling over and swearing and getting angry. And then eventually we went out and they saw me do it. And they all could, they ran up to me. Oh, there's only two of them. They ran up to me and they congratulated me. They said, oh, how great is that? You can finally do it. And you had all that tough times and now you can do it. And they're five and three and they can recognize that struggle is part of the journey. So th this is something, again, I'm, I'm kind of doing as, as a parent and Dougie and I together to go, look, this is wild. This is wacky. And we might fail, um, but we've gone out there and given it our best go anyway. And I think it's there at that age where they can start recognizing that now. And it's very important to have leaders or people you look up to who, who are not achieving their goals, who talk about it and, and the whys and how would they do it differently. Yeah. And, and, and failures, whether that be in life or sports, what would your advice be to us as to, to, to try and create that, that positive from, from, from a negative? How can we learn from our failures? Well, we reflect. So often when we win, we go, right, okay, why have we won? That's great. Okay, we've won because we were the best at this and this and this, our team, and we're best at this, and we got this job because of this. When we fail, we, we, we rarely reflect. And when we do reflect, we, we target 
one person, one area that we yeah. see as, as the reason behind it, because we love pointing a finger instead of going, OK, next time we do it, this is our opportunity. This, all of this, I talk about this cog a lot. I talked about it on this before. You know, all of this cog, all of these individual reasons why we are able to keep rolling that big tractor wheel forward is because we work together. So if we know that all these areas are strong, let's all think about this area that is the one holding our business back. Um, and, and I think it's always an opportunity. Everything is an opportunity to grow, to look at the whys uh, and reevaluate. So reflect on why you made mistakes and, and, and make different choices next time. Um, Mark, you must have seen this in, in business in, in your various roles over the years. That's uh, some the, the better people I come across are those that have gone gone that extra mile and they've had the the the, the pressure um, stretched. And because they because they've been stretched, they they know it's, it's like um what, what do you get in Sherry? What's it called in um in sports? Memory mem memory memory muscle muscle um, memory. If you have yeah. thank yeah. you. If, if if you have that on a, on a mental perspective as well as a physical uh, perspective, Mark, that's going to help you better in business, isn't it? Oh, hugely. And, and, and if, like you say, if you don't try things and don't 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 make those mistakes, you're not going to learn and, and push them forward. And, and, and again, I think the reflection point that you made, Shemi, is really, really, really important. But do we also need to do that if we win, if we're successful? And yes, but we naturally do. Why we're successful. Yeah. And if you're in some kind of competitive environment, there still needs to be some, we need to reflect and maybe adapt and make some changes. That's what the New Zealand, why the New Zealand All Blacks is a sporting team and the most successful um, sporting team in the world because when they're at the top of their game, they change the game, and um, that's really, really that, important. And that takes a lot of confidence to take those risks. But when you are at the top, you have got a massive target. It's really, it's quite easy to get to the top, but to stay at the top is yeah. really challenging because people can copy your format. They can copy, okay, you know, this farm's done X, Y, and Z. And they're getting all of the profits in. So let's copy them. So then you've got to do something different to stay unique, to stay special. Now, doing something different and changing yourself might be a risk too far. But you'll only know if you take that risk because you can always come back to here. Oh, well, OK, we were the best. We can always come back to that level. But how can we push ourselves further? And, and that's that's what takes a huge confidence. And Mark, that's where you need a, a strong leader to believe in and inspire you to to make that change when you're at the top. Yeah. Okay, guys, just just want to give give a bit of a, a negative example because um, what we want to talk about how how we can demonstrate a growth uh, mindset. But just just give you this this whack example. I, I met this uh, this individual five six years ago, and he was so pumped up because um, he'd um, he and his uh, partner they'd um, um, at a new year they created the mind map um, where they their career goal for for that for that uh, year, and they put it on their fridge along with the post uh, along with a picture of Mark. They put, they put it on the on on the fridge and. They were reviewing it not weekly but daily as to how they were going to achieve what they were going to going to achieve. The poor chap got burnt out, and he was a he was a ops director within a within an agricultural business. He he got burnt out, and the relationship failed on the back of that because they just got so 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 aggressive towards each other about um about about trying to attain these goals. And and he's now driving a lorry, and very, very happy with it. Shemi, how how do we how do we get to get it to a point so it's it's second nature? It's like it's like I want to walk the dog, I, I want to go for a run, I want I want to do something with the kids rather than oh I, I'm I'm you, you know yeah, what the yeah. British are like sometimes they're, they're a bit resistant about this compared to say the the, the likes of the Americans. How, how do we create a growth mindset that's not going to hack us off? 
Okay, so when I coach skiing, if I have a beginner, I don't go to the top of a black run and go, right, we're going to go 80, 90 miles now on a black run. That's what some people do. They think, okay, now I'm going to be this new person. I'm going to set goals and I'm going to do the black run goals. Now, I am talking about, we started off talking about setting your goals high enough that they're not easy to achieve. But you've got to think about your your self-preservation as well. So let's go back to skiing. It's a very good analogy for this. If I took Mark at the top. No, actually, Mark, you're a good skier, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Good. No. Max, how's your skiing? I need a beginner. Are either you need, of you? I, you need I'm, Isaac. I'm your... <laughs> okay, so Max. So Max, I'm trying to teach you to ski. I'm trying to get, you know make you confident. We yeah. got to the top of the black run. You see this 70 degrees gradient, and and you freak out, and you freak out, and when you freak out, your body goes into shock, and you start bracing. Now there is no way unless I can, carry you. Can, can I give you, I'll get, let me give you a direct example. Um, a number of years ago, I went to uh, Kitsville with a, with a bunch of mates. Turns out that uh, my mate's brother was a Cambridge Blue. He nearly killed me. It, uh, and it put me off skiing for, for, for three years. Well, there you go. So, so that's what's happened to your friend who is now the lorry driver, okay? So he's yeah. he's gone to that black run. He's freaked out. His body's gone into shock. And then he's had to take the lift down, which his ego has been completely deflated, and he's had to reinvent himself. Or, you know, you, you take those baby steps that we talk about. You go, right, okay, I would take you to a green run. You would feel bloody amazing. I would show <laughs> you some skills, and you'd be like, Shemi? I have got this. Let's move on. Okay. And then, you know, you, you, you know, I, I pump up your ego. We go to the next slope. We go to the next slope. At the end of the day, you are definitely challenged. Okay. But it's a challenge that if you're I'm with a, someone who's a pro, you will be able to do it because I believe in you. So I think that is really important. Um, that's ironically, I think skiing is a really good analogy in terms of, you know, this, this, this growth mindset and not achieving it and where to set the goals. Yeah. Yeah, just to complete my story, he he got to, it got to the point with this Cambridge Blue skier that I was shoveling snow in my mouth because I was getting so de- dehydrated and they'd gone. And I was at the top of this mountain, Mogul Field, and I was completely bereft. I, th- I think I might even I might even have cried. There you go. <laughs> and oh. Mark wasn't there to save me. No. <laughs> so, no, so so it okay. So I suppose. Especially I mean, with a team, on a team perspective, everyone's different, isn't, isn't there? there? There are going to be those individuals who are going to be the um, Cambridge blue types, but there's going to be those that, that need to be on the green run. And I suppose, is it that comes into uh, t- teaching the trainer to, uh, to, 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 so, so that everyone appreciates their different skill sets so that you can create that cohesive team so the team becomes as one, Shemi? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you, you know, you don't want a whole team of Cambridge blue skiers because there's no one to improve. There is no one to go, okay, actually, we had you at a beginner and now you're an expert. So you have more growth when you've got different color spectrum of abilities or different skill sets because you can all add something to it. So so that beginner in your Cambridge Blue team will be so high on life and so happy that that happiness and that passion will filter into the group because they're learning something really new. That Cambridge Blue, they'll feel so honoured because they've been able to teach someone their skills. You know, so you get this real big bubble of growth when you have different spectrums of performance. So I run a, a ski race team and it was really important when we started that we didn't just choose elite level skiers. Uh, We have elite level skiers, but we have guys from grassroots who are just getting into a race team. And with that, we've now created a family. So there's a mental system. There's no um, overtly 
um, kind of personal conflict in taking each other's place in the team because everyone provides something different in that team um, and we do that and our, the kids we coach are 12 to 18 years old and it really does work in that mindset as well so having someone who's high on talent and high on confidence but is is at the top end of their journey you know it's all fine-tuning whereas someone down here huge amount of potential growth but needs someone at the top to support that yep so 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 the more the more that we can present individuals with um, other individuals who can better them without without realizing that they're being bettered, uh, and and so that that answer could be within a business or it could be externally. Hence why we got you on today, Shelby. So so what are we saying on, on that side that businesses should look to um, adopt that mentorship um, aspect or and bring other other people to assist? Yeah, 100%. I mean, when Dougie and I are looking for to grow our business at the beginning, we were like, right, we need another ski racer to come on board. You know, we are ski racers. That's what we need. But actually, we looked at it and went, well, why would we want another ski racer when that's our talent? If we get a ski instructor who can look at the technique of a skier with a totally different eye, not from a speed perspective, but from a foundation perspective, then we will all be better at what we're doing. Um, and it was really interesting because that's not what we thought at the beginning. We really tried to narrow down and find another one of us. Um, and that's sometimes what our ego says we need to do. But actually, no, you need to be honest and go, OK, these are my weaknesses. Who can fulfill some of this and bring an asset to our team? Yeah, and I suppose that's why the likes of an Andy Murray has a coach. He's he is or was the best of the best of the world, but he always always had a coach, and, and yeah. presumably that's the same with you, Shelby. You just need that that critical friend, that that mentor, to be able to assist and, and, and guide you on, on your on your progress. Yeah, because you always have somewhere where you can be better, whether you're a world leader or, you know, you're FTSE 100, like wherever you're at, you have got to believe that you can be better. Um, and if your ego is telling you you're the best in the world, then you're not going to be a great leader. Yeah. You know, you want to, it's not about showing vulnerability to everyone, but it's about being honest that there are places where you can be better. To, to Mark, how do we get around this one that our sector is very male dominated and, and we're quite um, we're quite siloed in, in our thinking. We're, we're not very open and sometimes we, we're the worst for, for asking for help or, or, or accepting help. But what we're learning from, from Shemi from part one and, and now part two, how, how do you think, Mark, we can we can develop that within the sector? How can we get especially men to to Talk. to to be open? Thank you whether you're talking about openness or diversity or attracting different people into the industry i think the key bit which which shimmy mentioned and i'll just wrote i wrote down i wrote down small steps for big leaps and it's just it's just making that 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 move and that step to actually do something a little bit differently whether it be talking about your mental fitness or whether it be in having a job application and there's four blokes and two girls it's, it's, it's being brave to go actually the one of the females is the better suited candidate on paper let's let's give them a let's give them a go because we do stereotypically this is no disrespect to the industry we are a, a, a male pale and stale kind of um kind of industry which variety is the spice of life we don't all want the same pieces of jigsaw puzzle in the puzzle we want multiple ones so we can complete the picture and, and Sherry, just to give you an, another example, just picking up on something that you said earlier about it, it, sometimes it's quite easy to get to the top. And within our sector, I, I'm always adamant that our sector is getting better, but it's not as sophisticated as, uh, say, engineering or um, 
the uh, uh, aeronautics. Um, I, I remember meeting uh, an individual about six years ago, and he was top of his game. He was he was running the best farm. I won't say where the farm is. Best farm. It had the best diversification. He was married, had uh, two or three kids. Uh, for externally, he looked very happy. But when I got talking to him, he he admitted to me he was broken. Um, he'd been he'd been working this this unit this farm for 35 years it was relentless and it was just he was just everyone and everything and all the pressures were on him and he was broken and he didn't know how he's going to take it take it further forward so you got that example you got someone at the top of the game and he he wants to maintain it but he just feels felt mentally emotionally that he couldn't couldn't go on shimmy how, how do you deal with situations like that I mean, that is so tough, isn't it? Like putting everything in your life into one goal. And then when you get there, realizing that goal doesn't create happiness for you. Um, and also quite a lot of people like the chase. So actually yeah. the way to get to that goal is far more enjoyment, enjoyable than, than the satisfaction at when you reach it. I mean, that that's a really, really sad story because obviously farming is such hard graft. And I've been so fortunate to meet incredible farmers through you, Mark, and just understanding the, the sacrifices that they make um, to, to just earn a livelihood, let alone be the best at what they do. Um, Shemi, just let me interject, because it was a sad story, but he, he and his wife had a conversation. They sold the business and now he's an investor and now he's as happy as pie. So so again, with your example of um, uh, what, what do you do when you get to the top? He, he reinvented himself. He, he got there. He didn't need to be opening up the office at um, half five in, in the morning. He'd done all that. He could hand it over to someone else. And now he's investing in other companies and, and he's become he's become that mentor. But I think farming, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but I think farming is changing that way. I mean, when, when I spoke to a lot of the, the businesses after I spoke at, um, with you, a lot of the, the owners were coming up and saying, look, we've never really talked about stuff like this. We've never um, all faced adversity like we are right now. And the only way for us to get through it is to create community. And we talked about this the last time I was on because it's that shared you know, the, the shared resources that will help you all prevail. So that gentleman who owns that farm, you know, by getting to the top and having the confidence to admit, actually, this this is hell, this isn't what I wanted. Um, you know, there are people who can take that on who really enjoy it. So I think talking and, and saying, especially to men, you know, this is not sexism, but men keep everything in, they push it under the carpet, they think that there's a certain person they're supposed to be, a certain leader they're supposed to be, so they don't talk about their fears and vulnerability. But but everyone has them, especially with these hardships that we're facing in the industry right now and for the next few years at least, that if we all share those fears, those fears lessen because you're not the only one out there, you know, struggling. Well, 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 let's just talk about the, the elephant in the room. We, we've got one of the highest suicide rates of, of all industry sectors because there's a, a lot of farmers like that 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 farmer I, I, I mentioned who I just feel so isolated. They they live and breathe and the whole social life is is as one with the farm. They can't do a 40 minute commute and see the family who not, know nothing about their business and reset overnight before they go. But they're, they're, they're with it the, the whole time. So, so Mark, this, this whole bit about communication, it does feel like it's getting better, but there's more that could be done? There's, all, there's always more that can be done, but I think you're, you're, you're bang on right that, that we are getting better at the industry. The industry is facing huge amounts of challenges like we all are on our day-to-day -day lives. And the only way to get through that is to open up. To, to chat about these things, to look at things from a different perspective um, and, and to push everything forward. 
Yeah, and, and guys, you must have found the same that when I've been on training courses or I've I've done I've, <laughs> I'm trying to compare myself to Chevy. I've I've biked from uh, London to Cape Town. No, not London. I've motorbike from London to Cape Town. I've biked from Vietnam to Cambodia and some other stuff. When I've been with on those trips, it's fascinating that the people that you meet that you've never met before, they've all got the same problems. Um, oh. And but but actually, you can because you, you're not emotionally involved with them. You can say, oh yeah, well, why don't you do this and do that? And oh, I've got a mate back home who can help me with 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 over here again. Chevy, you must see that all the time. That it's all about communication. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I I think the the people I've met in life who have the most demons are some of the sports psychologists that I worked with through my career, who just wow. heard issues the whole time, absorbed it, who had a yeah. really amazing um, skill to to support other people and heal themselves, but didn't heal themselves. And and the other thing that's an issue here is social media. And I know that in farming, it's now you know LinkedIn's really really popular, and all you see is successful posts. Yep. You're never going to get a farmer post. Guys, I've just had you know a nightmare. This yeah, has happened. Yeah, yeah. But actually, that rose tinted. We need to know that is not real. You know, everyone is just showing their best sides. Or we need to somehow get people to share the struggles that they're going through on social media, which takes a lot, a lot of confidence, but is nearly always um, received really well. That honest yeah. approach of, you know, yeah. our business has done really well here, but actually, this has been a complete disaster. Is anyone else feeling this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Can I give you my, my example about, about money? Because I think in, in the way our culture is all built, especially within, with men, we, the only way we can be successful is to have a bunch of supercars and a bunch of houses and, and all the rest of it. I've got a, a friend who's a, an art director for a, for a very large art house in in, uh, in London and, and he gets commissioned to buy million pound plus uh, pictures by high net worth individuals and as he states they're the most unhappiest people in the world when you meet them all they're doing is buying art cars staying in large our hotels and doing large our um, uh, holidays for for instant gratification because they've got nothing else they buy a piece of art and it keeps them happy for a couple of days and then they're very depressed and then they move on to the next thing so it's not all about 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 money chemi mark it's all about about family adventure um challenging each other um go go, go help me guys go go to that extra stage mark yeah. So I was on mute. Yeah, no, it, it is. It, it, money makes the world go round, um, obviously, but it's not. It doesn't bring you the success. And if you think of a farmer, that the pride of producing that product to the highest of standards and and things like that, they're the little things that really make you tick and make you get up in the get up in the morning to be able to support your family um, and to be be around loved ones and friends and things like that. Is is definitely definitely where we're at. Yeah, yeah. And, and Chevy, I'm, I'm guessing that you you you. you you, to, to me that you're you're so happy doing this <laughs> you, you must have been so, you must be so so happy uh, you must be so happy doing ski sunday you must be so happy when you're but, i mean this, this is the fact the fact that people want to even hear from me now max is such an honor because you know i wanted to win the olympics i spent 20 years of my life chasing that dream to win the olympics but but i didn't and I didn't achieve it, but I still, 10 years after I retired, get to use the life lessons I've learned, not just for me, but to help other people. And that is such an honor to be in that position. And I think it's because I've always been fine to talk about mistakes I made, my failures, what I learned, opportunities for improvement. Whereas a lot of people, you know, don't achieve their goals and, the, and, the, and they find excuses straight away. Whereas I was like, no, I don't want to find excuses. I want to find reasonings and what I can do better next time. So it's such an honor to, to be able to be in this position and you know to work on ski Sunday. my dream is to win the olympics and work on ski sunday and um you know my life is unbelievably amazing now because 
I'm getting to live my five-year-old dream of doing that. But I think I'm doing my second goal, my second dream, because I didn't achieve my first. I think I'm a better perspective at looking from a third-person point of view at the sport that I love because I didn't win. So that's why I'm better at becoming a presenter. Yeah, it's a bit like that American caustic. He who dies with the most toys wins. What what rubbish. To, to have someone like yourself, Shelby, where you're you're feeling more fulfilled because of everything that you, you set up and nearly got to, but you're even even happier. And through through this love, lovely process of osmosis, we, we can we can learn from you. Mark, so what what can we learn from, from Shemi on, on, on episode two that we didn't learn on, on episode one? That yeah, we, we need to uh, communicate, we need to have a challenge. It sounds like we need to have a challenge, perhaps in yes, in business, but also um on, on a social basis you, you can just imagine that conversation down the pub the club the sailing club the shooting club whatever it was guys why don't we go and bike to paris ne- next year you just i'm just setting those positive challenges and then everyone's what, what do you think mark yeah no definitely all up for, for setting challenges uh, and goals but I, i'm i'm really interested at that point that you, you made there that goal number two and being on sea sunday is 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 a result of, of maybe not quite achieving that dream, even though I'm being really, really successful. And I completely, I can remember being knocked down for a really senior job position, which at the time was the worst thing in the world. And probably like you, when you didn't quite get it, but in, in hindsight and reflecting and be slightly a little older and wise, that was probably the most poignant moment of my career. And it made me the person that I am today that I didn't doom and gloom and I picked myself up and pushed myself forward. But I'd really be interested that, you had a fantastic career on the mountain. You're now coaching. Um, you're, you're presenting. What is there any bits from that professional sporting life, things, elements, tactics, um, strategies or tools that you now use on a day to day basis to, to continue that momentum building yourself at the moment? Yeah, I think I, I, I've learned to choose positivity. I mean, I remember for 10 years of my life waking up every single day with pain. Um, my, my metal right leg used to fuse overnight. I used to get horrendous swelling. Um, and, and, I, and I just woke up and I, and I chose to look at the sunny side. I chose to look at this is my body saying it's healing. I've got pain because it's reacting to this. And at the end of the day, that is part of me and, and my road to, to recovery. And I think... That choosing positivity is really hard. And actually, sometimes you have to act it. You know, sometimes you wake up and and it's a rainy day and everything seems like it's closing in on you. But if you can look in the mirror and find something to be positive about or, you know, use self-talk. I used to use self-talk all the time. I, I used to get my lipstick sometimes in hotels and write something on the mirror because I knew I was in a dark place the next morning when I woke up, I could read, I am brave, I am brilliant, and I can do this. Um, and there's no harm in doing that. You know, you, you don't have to use red lipstick, you don't have to have a mirror. Um, you just have to find something to be positive about, because that positive positivity then breeds more positivity in yourself. And, and you know, it, it just stops you going to those dark places that, that yeah. our brain and our inner chimp is always trying to lead us to making these bad decisions for ourselves. Whereas actually, sometimes we can take ourselves out of that by choosing something else or finding light somewhere. Yeah, there, 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 there was a study on, on the radio last night. They were, they were talking about the average age for the midlife crisis, uh, which is apparently 48, because everything's combining against you, high stress at work, uh, kids are getting a bit shouty, uh, family pressures, and that's when we um, all go out and um, buy a motorbike, buy, buy a sports car, or, <laughs> or go to the Amazon. 
Chevy, when, when you conquered the, uh, the, the Amazon, uh, apart from Skeet Sunday, which I, I can't wait to watch, I just, I just wish they could show how steep Kitsville is. I know. Um, what, so what, what's, ne what's next? Come on, what, what's the plan? What's next? What's next? Tell us, tell us. Um, well, I, I just want to keep finding things that push me out of my comfort zone. Um, I've recently got my powerboat license because what? I think everyone knows this, but I'm really into um, the electric uh, transport modes and enjoyment modes. So I've been writing to Flightboard, which is um, a surfboard on foils, on hydrofoils. I think yeah. you've seen them, electric ones. And finally, I'm picking one of those up to borrow uh, tomorrow from the Southampton Boat Show for a couple of months because I want my pleasure to try and be good using good renewable energy now too. I drive electric car um, and I, um, I am hoping to be a pilot on the e-powerboat tour, uh, which is going to be coming to us soon. Um, so, you know, I might not get that. There's a, there's a lot of people up for that. Um, I don't have a huge amount of skill, but I would love to get my teeth into pushing myself at, at something. During this challenge, I've started training um, uh, in the gym for boxing uh, to get my shoulders ready for paddling. And um, I'm thinking about maybe looking into a few fights as well, um, because I think that that would be really fun to be a female fighter at 40 with two kids. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, you know, everyone has these ideas of who I am and this glamorous artist on the ski slope TV. And I, and I just want to keep surprising people. I want to keep surprising myself yeah. and other people about, you know, what I'm prepared to push myself into. M Mark, Shemi's just the, the, the gift that keeps on giving, isn't she? <laughs> Yeah, and I reckon if you can sneak that board to the Amazon, that might yes. give you a bit more of a lift on, on actually winning. <laughs> and with a builder on board, just excess luggage and tools and stuff. Oh my God, we're not even allowed to put a rudder on the raft for <laughs> directional. That's cheating. So I think um, I think they might notice my foil. <laughs> I, I think for me, me, Shelley, and, and I've, I've had the privilege of meeting you a couple of times. Um, but the one thing that really resonates with me is you the glamorous bit and being in the limelight but you really do come across as a real person mm. and, and and little things like the, the the email that i sent off of a, a connection that someone we used you responded and you engaged with me and you're always very friendly and smiley and you're you never you'll tell me if it's, it's wrong but but that you're a real person and you're not I, I don't I see you on the TV and the kids now go oh that's Shemmy off the telly that <laughs> daddy speaks to on on, on a call but you're just a real person that you've had this passion to persevere in, in, in your dream. And then maybe you didn't quite get there, but you've used that to catalyze the next one and the next one. Wait, um, Mark, how can you, I know you're not saying it in, in that way, but how can you say it? Kimmy's only about 40. And it feels like there's another 15 chapters of her, of her career to come yeah. in, in the respect we'll of, have to have a regular, uh, a regular yeah, slot. I'm only doing, I'm only doing all these things. So you keep inviting me back on this. Okay. <laughs> talk about. Every September. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but next year, next you'll be climbing into a boat in Monaco going, yeah. Imagine the year I don't do anything. You're going to be like, well, what happened? You've had a year off doing stuff. Come on. No, we'll hold yeah, you to that but, and we'll book you in for next September. But, but guys, I think this is this is where this this Talking Leaders series really works with Lisa Sherman and all the other people that we've had on, that we can be very siloed and isolated in our, in our wacky world of um, agriculture and farming. And just to have Shemi the likes of, likes of you on and just explode our minds as to, well, Shemi, we can do what you do. Yeah. It's just, it's just a matter of... Of walking out the bloody door and doing it it's not yeah. it's not it's not rocket rocket science and and you know you know 
you don't mind me saying that. And that's why we want you on, because we want to figuratively hold your hand and, and sort of yeah. follow you around and think, well, oh, actually, actually, I like paddleboarding. It'd be a great idea. I, am, Thames, God, I had a meeting the other day and, and these guys had done quite a lot of research into me and said, oh, we see you're like obsessed with the gym and lifting weights. Um, you know, is that what you want to do? Lift weights? I'm like, no, no. No, well, why do you train all the time? And I was like, well, I train so that I'm ready to say yes, so that whatever might be put in my pathway tomorrow, whatever opportunity might happen, I'm ready to say yes. And I think that if we can apply that saying yes to, to our mental, you know, I've got time to physically train every day. A lot of people don't. But to leave a little bit of time every day to mentally get ready so that you're prepared so that whatever happens, you can say yes, is a really incredible position that you can choose to put yourself into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well said. Mark, do, do you want to wrap up for us as, as we're slightly running out of time? I was going to say, yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's, it's brilliant. There's one last little question that we're just squeezing because I've had, again, I've had the privilege. I actually probably after the challenges we had at our agri-leader forum, no Shemi's presentation back to back um, for dealing with it online. But your strap line for that is I, I, I never lose. I always win or learn. What little bit of nugget and advice would you give to a farmer, an agriculturist, someone in the UK to actually adopt that, live that statement within their day-to-day lives of producing great British food? Well, don't be the same every day. Try and be different. Try and do something unique every single day, whether it's drive your tractor a different way along the field and see what happens. You know, take a chance to be different, to be unique, because that outcome might really surprise you in in terms of your personal, in terms of your business growth. And it might not, but if it doesn't, you can always go back to that. So that's, I never lose. Either I win or I learn. I go out there, I push myself. And yeah, you know, in a win-lose situation, it might result in not the podium, but then I will learn from that. Absolutely. As I say, go. Life begins at the end of the comfort zone. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say you said that last time around. We're, we're just going to adopt that again. Again, it was, a, it was that, 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 yeah, because it's, it's just, just market so personal, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. And um, yeah, again, Chemi, we're more than welcome to have you on the broadcast every September. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Because, because yeah, you just bring a, such an, uh, a brilliant dynamic to, to all of these subjects. But I think today, if we're going to kind of wrap up and things, the key things is push yourself out of your comfort zone, try some different things. Um, be really positive the glass is always half full um but we don't don't try and eat the cake all in one go do it bit by bit and take that little step um to do something different and and push things forward really really good brilliant well well, well done shemi thank you very much and we wish you all the best for for the for for the amazon and and we we look forward to the next 15 chapters of your life story (laughs) shemi well done Next September, you guys have to come back at something that you've done at your comfort zone in the next year, okay? I'll yeah. hold you to that. I've, I've got I've got mine. It's gonna it's, it's gonna be a full-size poster of Mark outside my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.